Miss Margaret Sheffers. Before an hour ago, he hadn't the slightest clue that the lady existed, let alone that she resided on one of his properties. She was the kind of woman he generally overlooked, gently shabby, small, with not one extraordinary feature to attract a man save for a pair of unusually vivid violet eyes. Before today, he'd guessed such a woman would make a fine lady's companion or governess, fading into the draperies. She was of so little import, her initial burst into the room had his gaze shifting to the alluring Lady Iona, not her. So just how did such a woman manage to leave him with his heart throbbing in his chest? The marriage list we've just completed, Radford said and thrust out his hand. I believe you've stuffed it in your pocket. Winter eyed Radford for several moments before pulling the crumpled piece of fool's cap from his pants pocket, dropping it into Radford's palm. What in blazes was that all about, Evers? The note of anger was unmistakable and completely a surprise. What was that? Radford asked somewhat absently. He struggled to his feet so he could pace like a normal man while he reviewed the list of qualities he demanded in a wife. Your damned behavior is what? I've never witnessed a ruder display. Is this how you plan to woo a wife? If you do, you'd better start preparing for a long bachelorhood. I just wish to ascertain their qualifications. No vagaries on his list. Nothing left to chance. "'Qualifications, Evers? This isn't Tattersall's, where you can pry open their mouths and peek inside. You have to use your charm. Before you bought that bloody commission, all you had to do was wink and every damned woman in sight would swoon. That man no longer exists. For one thing, I am no longer a prime pick. Look at me. I'm a cripple, not but half a man.' Winter sighed, long and loud. It's your acid tongue, not your injury, that scares women. Radford continued to pace, feeling his limp grow more pronounced. The pain in his foot returned with a vengeance. How was it that for the past half hour he'd been free of the searing pain? Something about pricking the anger of a plain, utterly forgettable, faded bloom had completely erased the state of his injured body from his mind. Perhaps a wife is exactly what I need. Bloody funny way of going about finding one, Winter helped himself to a second serving of claret. He held up the decanter, offering to pour a glass for Radford. Still pacing with his jerky movement of half dragging his lame leg, Radford waved Winter away. Not now, he grumbled. He needed to think, to plan. Just as on the peninsula, everything lived and died by the force of strategy. No matter what Winter had said about the necessity of charming a woman, Radford knew there was more to this chase for a wife than that. He'd seen the fleeting glances the society lady sent his way, their sidelong looks literally twitching with a blend of fear and pity. Miss Sheffers's mystically deep violet eyes had sparked with anger, not pity.
Long gone were the days when every lady he met would stare up at his healthy physique with moon-eyed affection. She hadn't been moon-eyed, but she'd appeared indifferent to his condition. Never mind my offending the woman, Winter. She didn't meet even one marriageable criteria. Radford shook out the fool's cap. Didn't she? Radford began to read from the list. Number one, age. She needs to be young enough to be pliable, readily molded into my image of the perfect wife and vicomtesse for my estate. No younger than eighteen. I have absolutely no wish to bed a child. No older than one and twenty. Need I go on? I see no problem as of yet, Winter said with a shrug. Number two, appearance. She should be fair of complexion, like an angel smiling down from heaven. I believe the poet in you added that last part.